Topics are we Natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is Jenny Steele, and we are joining you on what could only be described as a rather spicy week. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> How can you go? Yeah, and then why? So you, you, you agree? You agree that it's a spicy week, but you don't know why it's spicy. I don't know. You're gonna have to let me know. Well, the first bit of spice mm. is uh, you heard of the uh, the chaps and chap. It's called ju- Just Stop Oil. No. You've never heard of Just Stop Oil? No. They, they, they stand in the middle of the road to, uh, reminding us that maybe relying on oil isn't such a good idea. Maybe we should stop it. Okay. They, they have a habit of doing it in central London. People get very upset. There's yeah. new laws, blah, blah, blah. That, that group, you've well, never heard of them I've before? I've never heard of them. No. They tend to be bright orange if ah. we're talking about spicy, yeah. Orange, what's the relevance of orange? I, I, I assume that's just the branding they've gone for. Oh. Or maybe they're big fans of Comet. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, 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 they tend to be turning up a bright orange. So what they did is a certain ex-chancellor was getting married this weekend. Mm. So he turned up and they threw some confetti at him that was bright orange. (laughs) Except there's an extra twist now that apparently it wasn't them, but it is somebody that quite likes them. Ah, so they can't take the credit for that. Oh, sorry, the blame. (laughs) The credit, the blame. Well, well, you can uh, imagine you're getting married and you you, you come out of the church or the registry offices, Mm. most of it, or maybe even the pub. I don't know where you got married, dear listener, but you, you step out... And then somebody's throwing orange confetti at you. How would you feel about that? Um, I just feel like they wanted to join in the celebrations. But at the same time, I'd be a little bit worried because a lot of places, they don't like confetti anymore, do they? No, that, that would be my entire worry would be we're in, we're getting married in a place that doesn't allow confetti. Yeah. So uh, would, and it was on environmental grounds, if I remember as well. So it'd be an environmental protest that was going against environmental rules of anywhere <laughs> getting married. <laughs> That, that would have been my entire worry. But, yeah. but otherwise, it'd be, it'd be the sort of story where 20 years later, go, oh, you know, you remember that thing where uh, that lot were protesting by throwing confetti at a wedding? Yeah, that was my wedding. That, that's, that's how you'd view it, isn't it? It is, that, I guess. That, that's how you do it. So that's the first bit of spice. And the other bit of spice yeah. is something called Fred's. Are you aware of Fred's? Yes, I am, yeah. By, is it by Meta? It's a 1980s film about uh, <laughs> new, uh, post-nuclear attack Sheffield and mm. uh, how it all goes downhill from there. It's uh, pretty harrowing if you watched it in the past. If you watch it nowadays, it's a bit of a laugh because the special effects are a bit dated. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not what we're talking about, dear listener. We are talking, when we mention Freds, we are talking about the shiny new social media thingy with Bob on the internet mm. that has been, apparently been launched by Mr Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's their um, competition to Twitter, isn't it? Yes. And it's got to the point where apparently the actual Twitter owner, Elon Musk, yeah, we, we don't know how that happened either. He, <laughs> yeah. he used to blow his money in rockets and cars. And he, used to mm. say he, 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 he didn't actually want to buy it in the end, but he ended up buying Twitter and it's all gone a bit awry from there. And he, he's, been, he's been sent a nasty legal letter over to Zuck & Co saying... Please stop doing what you're doing or I'll have to take legal action because you nicked all my people and all my ideas from uh, Twitter. And I, I, I'm looking at it going, well... Surely you, not. If you treated your people better, they might yeah, not have run away. Definitely. <laughs> There's a bit of that going. And also, it's not the first place in the world that you could write messages to each other on the internet. You know, go, go back eons now, AOL Messenger. What's the hotmail, isn't it? The, the hot yes. Mail? There was MSN Messenger. MSN Messenger, that's the one. Yeah, we, we had all those ways of uh, to telling each other we're all idiots on the internet <laughs> with emojis. You know, you didn't have emojis then, but you did have all sorts of things like uh, smiley faces and pokes and things. Yeah, you? You did. yeah, poke. I used to love that. You just randomly poke someone. 
I do remember, I, I was involved in a competition years and years and years ago. It was, it was a school competition. And uh, one of the things is we had to communicate using text only. And he had these computers all connected together with a chat application. I just poke everyone. <laughs> well, it didn't have poke. It was slap with a wet fish. <laughs> like that. Well. So it was just pages of Richard has been slapped with a wet fish. Richard has been slapped <laughs> with a wet fish. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, can you still poke? Can you still poke and fish? Probably. And then you play around a song pop as well. That 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 was the yeah, thing. Yeah, that would I always failed. To be fair, you play you played against somebody who I don't think he was ever a professional radio DJ, but I'd been doing it since he knows his stuff. He, he's been doing it since the pirate days. Let's let, yeah. let's put it that way. If you're up against somebody like that with music knowledge, you're never going to. And win. then even if you know it, because you're like, I've got to get you just forget it, don't you? Or your fingers mm. not fast enough on the on the button, or you're that fast that you hit the wrong one. You go, oh god. You would be the sort of person who appeared on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and never get, get through the fastest finger. I'd so you phone a friend on the 50 quid question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you keep losing the fast fingers. And when by pure chance you do actually get through that, you get to 50 quid and you're like, oh, I've run out of lifelines, what do I do yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, the postback has arrived. Mm. It, has, it has delivered. And last time we asked you, what have you lost interest in that you used to love because a lot of us have had that haven't we yes, yeah yeah things have changed as the years go on that was mm. sherbet dip dabs sherbet dip dabs yeah were you practically addicted to them although i don't know why because i hate licorice licorice yeah some of them used to get the licorice that you dab into the kali and then i think they did with the lollipop version as well when you got the licorice but i hate licorice you hate licorice yeah I mean you need to have a word at some point then <laughs> Uh, but Matthew Summers was in touch, also answering the question that Jenny has just answered for you, dear, dear listener, uh, saying, I listened to Wee Night yesterday. Ever since, have been searching for a Bagpuss DVD I picked up years ago. I can't <laughs> find it anywhere. Oh. So the DVD has gone walkies. Yeah. Must have given it to someone, my good self that he's mentioning here. I uh, was trying <laughs> to remember the name of a character. I think he's referring to Professor Yaffle, the woodpecker. That yeah. was it. I thought he was an owl. Because uh, I remember he was mechanical. Yes, I do too. We should have got his picture up, side-by-side side comparison, what a woodpecker and what an owl looks like. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, it's been that long ago, but in my head it was an owl for some reason. Yeah. But I, I have looked it up. It, it was a mechanical woodpecker. Yeah. And if we're talking about owls and TV shows, played, well, he's not even an owl. I was going to say, why, birdie? That was a pigeon, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. Matthew, I thought, it was a, I thought that was an owl, isn't it? In, in why days, why, well, why bird needed his face punched in? I remember that. But he, uh, <laughs> I think I think it was a pigeon. I think that was what they were trying to shoot for with uh, why bird. What's it? Are you sure there's no kids program with an owl in? Because I remember some wise old owl. I don't know who it was now. It wasn't there an owl in like oh I, I, I want to say the one. Is, is it? It's the one with the <laughs> tell it all bits. No, no I, I'm thinking cartoon with with a cat and a witch and oh it was based on a book, wasn't it? Am I just thinking of the book? Witch. Uh, no, I don't know which one you mean. M- Mog, and Mog and Meg. Meg. That's the one. Yeah. Was there a cartoon in that? I I I, I, I might be misremembering. I might be kin combining various things and getting mixed up with Funny Bones or whatever it is as well. All, all these different shows sort of, sort of blended. Because mm. at the end of it, you don't go back and watch these things. These these aren't like, well, you know, the BBC's put Red Dwarf back on iPlayer now. Is there an owl in that? I don't remember any owls in there. <laughs> Although there was that thing that changed shape all the time, so it might have been an owl at some point. Spoiler yes, alert there. Yeah, About 35 years later. Shapeshifter. <laughs> yes. Is that a band, the Shapeshifters? 
Anyway, if they had an owl, they'd probably call it Smeg. Smeg the owl. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, yes, it, it's, you, you don't go back and watch those things, but you know, the Red Dwarf on the iPad, you might go back and rewatch that as yeah. an adult. You don't exactly go back. You know what? I, I, I could do a bit of play days in my life and just sit there watching and learning about. I don't. I, I can't even remember what the uh, the educational bits in the middle were about. Or that that floating pencil with the um, this is a different show had a light on the end of it. I don't just know to show one. you how to draw I was, letters. I'm just still thinking what the kids show was with a owling. It wasn't Hector's house, was it? It wasn't El Nombre either. No, I, I can't. You, you've got me pondering now. Oh, Matthew, we need help. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and J- Jenny will be searching for that. D- I will. Well, you you've been searching for another DVD, haven't you? Rhubarb and custard. No. no. Citizen Smith is that the one? Am I allowed yeah. to mention Citizen? You you Smith? keep saying power to the people every yeah. every every time something <laughs> blissful appears on the telly, dear listener. We just get she gets angry and it goes power to the people. You, you go full Citizen Smith on it, don't you? I see it. I say it randomly walking down the street as well, just to get people's reactions. He was from Nottingham, you know, Robert Lindsay. I, I love the idea that you could start your own political party just on the power of power to the people, wandering around with a berry on shouting. <laughs> So many years later that most people won't realise what the reference is. Oh, I think it was in the 70s, wasn't it? Uh, Late 70s. Well, we'll see if you can manage to find that DVD. But that was not the only time Matthew Summers was in touch. He's been in touch again, uh, saying that he lost interest in alcohol. Can't be bothered with hangovers and can't even be bothered being drunk or tipsy anymore either. Yeah, I never had that, but I like the odd Prosecco, not Lambrini anymore. Mm. I've gone up a class. I've, I'm Lambrusco. Not Lambrusco. I've gone up a class from that as well. Oh. Prosecco. Well, he says he doesn't know if it's an age thing, but I find being drunk is a waste of time mm. when all the fun things in life can only really be appreciated. Is appreciated the word for it? Can only be appreciated while sober. You know, reading good books, yeah. learning new languages. Yeah. Japon le français. Oh, oui. I, I've been trying. I should know better, but I'm getting there. Uh, trying new recipes and cooking, that, that, that was just a fire hazard. The uh, local fire brigade told us to stop doing that. Uh, visiting museums and galleries. Again, we got kicked out because Jenny was going, why they all got their bits out? And then we around the gallery. Um, it's no need. <laughs> I, Matthew's also saying he used to love to party, but not anymore. Is it just a sign of being middle-aged or plain boring? What, what was your opinion, um, I'm just going to say middle-aged, really. I don't want to upset set him and uh, say boring. I don't think he is boring. No, I no. I think but, he's middle-aged. But I, I, I agree. Try to read a book drunk probably isn't going to end well. But some of these no. things you can do drunk. But you'd laugh your, your head off at... If you went to a museum drunk, you'd laugh, wouldn't you, at things that you didn't understand and make yourself look a bit of an imbecile, wouldn't you? Well, it's all fun and games to get kicked out of the British Museum for bulking on the Rosetta Stone. Oh, well, Yeah. <laughs> Which is even more impressive because it's in a glass case. I was going to say, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you manage that, it's very impressive. And on that positive vibe, I think it's time for a wee natter. Now, we don't know if they get too political here on the wee natter podcasting listener, mm. but over in Suti the Soul Radio Land, so she yes. is our, well, we used to be a radio station, more and more podcast collective nowadays, which mm. is media... I'd use a W word there, but you get you get the idea. I mean, media talk for it's a bunch of friends that get together and make podcasts. Yes, that that that, that would be the term we'd use there. Uh, so Sooty is our brand ambassador. <laughs> yeah, which is a fancy way of saying we use her picture to market our stuff. But anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, she has been asked to back a campaign. Can you tell us a bit about it, Jenny? 
Well, the campaign is a lot of railway stations are going through consultations to lose their ticket officers. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But I'll admit, I don't use ticket officers too often, but that's because I tend to travel out before they open and return after they close. Mm. That said, I do see the benefits. The, you know, um, the last time I used one was uh, when I had a season ticket. So it's going back a year or two, I'll admit. Yeah. And you had to get your photo ID done at the ticket office. Oh, wow. And you could only buy season tickets at the ticket office. You couldn't buy them from the machines. And if you did it online, it was like a two-week wait for them to print and things like that. That's a bit rubbish, it was isn't it? On- yeah, so ticket office was very useful then. Mm. So, you know, I, I have found use for it. Mm. Admittedly, we could do with simplifying ticketing across the country. Yeah. It'd be wonderful if mm. we could bonk to pay yes. on our phone or a card or whatever. Everywhere outside London as well, it is the 2020s, but ticket offices do have their place. And what, mm. what, what do you think about ticket offices? Um, I quite like the fact that they're there. So, I guess for me, an example would be if I needed to buy a bit of a strange ticket so it wasn't straightforward if i went to a ticket office and actually could chat with somebody and told them exactly what i was needing they could probably give me some guidance on what would be the best tickets to buy to get the best price Mm. but if i'm a machine and i've got to try and find myself from a to b looking at you know the different types of i guess prices of tickets do you leave this time but you can only return on this time Things like that that you've got to kind of take into consideration. I would get myself in a fluster Mm. and get a little bit confused because I would be aware that there's people at the back of me waiting to purchase a straightforward ticket. And I'm there trying to go through all the options to try and see, I need a ticket here, but then I need to change at this station and my train needs to join up because I need to continue my journey here at specific times and dates. So I would worry a bit, but then I'm the sort of person that's not used those uh, ticket machines when you're in a car park where you have to put your number plate in yet. It all seems sometimes I don't, I'm not sure. I've not done it, so I can't really comment, but I look at it and the machine's got about a thousand little buttons on to use. And straight away, I'm looking at that thinking, oh my God, is it going to be easy? What's it going to be like? So I like to know there's a person there to give me some advice. Plus, if you, especially I guess, Mm. can I say this these days? Travelling female alone, you getting off at a station in you know in the middle of the night. If there's nobody around, that's a little bit more worrying. But if there is somebody around, you know, platform staff or whatever, to me that's a little bit comforting because mm. then if I'm getting a taxi from there, I know that I'm not standing waiting at that station alone. There is other people around. So I think that they should keep ticket office staff. Yeah, and they also play a place when you need to get special, weird and wonderful tickets, That's, especially yeah. with disabled travel. Exactly. And actually, yeah. even booking if you've got accessibility problems to get on and off the train. Yeah, you've got to be on somebody yeah, being yeah. Um, radioed from another station to hurry up and come to your station because your train's going to come in at a certain time, but you're going to be sitting there panicking, thinking, are they going to be there? Have they been notified? What if there's nobody there? I can't get off my train. I need to... Do you know what I mean? So I do think that they have a place. Yeah. So that is what the campaign is, and that's mm. going on in the background. Mm. But it has got me wondering, what do you, dear listener, not want to see disappear? This doesn't have to be in British life, but what do you not want to see in current normal, I guess, day-to-day life nowadays? Personally, it's the wonder and excitement of not knowing if your package will make it safely through our mail system. Yeah. That, that, that would be 
you know, we don't want to lose that. It, it adds a bit of uh, danger to your life, a bit of excitement to your life, not knowing is that package going to make it or not. I, I, I joke. I joke. I, I, I don't want to see Cabra's delights disappear. <laughs> is this because you found one chocolate bar you like in it? And it's good in calories. And, and you're worried that it's going to disappear because nobody else is it will, buying it? It will, because everything I like tends to do that. I seem to be the only person that likes something and then they've just all of a, all of a sudden disappeared. And I can't find Sephora floor wipes anywhere. Again, I think I must have been the only person buying them. <laughs> so they've gone. They've already gone. But yeah, Cadbury's Delight Bar. I don't want that to disappear. The other thing I'm worried about is the loss of Fray Bentos pies in the British diet. You know what I would like to disappear now you've mentioned Fray <laughs> Bentos? The tin, trying to get the tin open. How do you, how do you do that? You cut your fingers to shreds. It's supposed to have a little key in it. Like the old corned beef tin where you get mm. your key at the side, twist it in and then twist it round. That don't work. Who thought of that? Now you've said that, somebody's going to start going, you know what, we need spam fritters in plastic bags. No, but have you ever tried opening a Fray Bentos pie? The dish has got a little rim in it, hasn't it? Where yes, you, it does. It doesn't work with a tin opener, so I don't know what you're supposed to do. Uh, just apply violence until either mm. you've played out so much you can't apply more violence or you've got the metal off your dinner and you can eat it. That, that's the two options. There is nothing, nothing in else. between. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. What do you not want to disappear? couple of ways to get in touch spotify if you're listening on that right at the very top of this episode there is a question box tap on it stick an answer in magic occurs <laughs> your other option is on the socials at solid radio uk or at solid city we do not have them on freds yet <gasps> why not because i've only just got myself on freds <gasps> should we get sorty on threads you could try we'll see mm. we'll see what we can do we will we, we, we're umming and eyeing about that one day, Lisa, so you, you might see these things suddenly appear in your threaded life. <laughs> yeah. Join the Frederati. Yes, so we are asking you, what do you not want to see disappear? Sorted the solid radio cat, of course. Well, naturally, that's a given. <laughs> While I was perusing the shops the other day, I saw something that, well, it, it just doesn't make sense in my head. So we're, we were in Wilco. Mm. I'll name the shop because I'm not going to be disparaging about them. They, they sell quality and low price yeah, stuff. I love Wilco. Yeah, they've got mm. their place in, in the British High Street. Mm. So we're in Wilco. I walked past a packet of budgie food. <laughs> uh, and they've tried, they've tried to make it jolly, friendly, and whatnot. They've got a picture of budgie on it. Yeah, was it blue or green? They're either blue or green, aren't they? And something along the lines of Mavis loves it. <laughs> is that the name of the budgie or the name of the budgie's owner? That she does... might love a bit of budgie seed as well. Well, they, they put it next to a picture of a budgie. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're saying the budgie's called Mavis. Mavis. You don't name a budgie Mavis. Unless you've got another one, you call it Rita. No, no, no. You, there's you making references. I can only just try and find them out. <laughs> Carnation Street. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I was like, is it one of our soaps? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's the name of a person, Mavis, isn't mm. it? So it's not, isn't it? You don't call your budget name. It'd be like calling your dog Dan and then doing that thing out of, um, oh, what's his name again? What? Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge. And just yelling, Dan, Dan, oh, Dan, yeah. Dan. That was an opera or something, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> no, no. No, I, you're thinking of Dave. 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 No, was it Dave? I thought it was Dan. Oh, it began with a D. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's what I think when people name their pets with like actual human names. Yeah. It, 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 just, it just feels wrong to me. But the other, another thing I found while I was perusing the shops, it was, and it wasn't in the shop, it wasn't anything to do with pet names, but in one of these places that sells very different stock from week to week. Yeah. So it's a budget retailer and they, they get their stock from other retailers who couldn't flog what yeah. they had before. 
It's the sort of place you walk in and you'll still see something with Woolworths written on it. Like Sephora floor wipes. Well, you, you keep just hunting for these things. We, 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 you Anybody might eventually find them. You might eventually <laughs> find them. Uh, but yeah, you, you walk into this place and you see things you go, I've not seen one of those in decades. But this place had, and I'm not making this up, dear listener, memory foam bath mats. <laughs> so I'm looking at that going, okay, I know what a bath mat is. Memory foam, right? They put it on mattresses. And the whole sales pitch for memory foam on a mattress is it learns what shape you make in your bed. Yeah. So you can end up in your normal comfy rut as quickly as possible and everyone's <laughs> a winner. That's the whole point of memory foam, isn't it? Yeah. So memory foam in a bath mat. I don't get that. Who is standing for hours on end of their <laughs> bath mat in exactly the same spot where memory foam would be useful? So say if we have one of those and it was memory foam to your feet, what would it do if I put my feet on? Would we have some kind of alarm going on? We'd have to have two separate parts of the mat. And the only place I could think where you'd actually be there long enough over time to actually make an imprint in the memory foam and to make it useful on your bath mat mm. would be if you had it right in front of the toilet. Well, for you like, maybe, not for me. <laughs> you're just sitting down and it's there as a foot warmer. So when you use a bath mat right next to the toilet, and I think we spoke about this last week, didn't we, about yes. mats in toilets because you yes. may have a little bit of wee in, do you think it would do a memory foam to the drops of wee? Oh, no, I do not want to think about that. We are not <laughs> going into that world. And talking about worlds we're going into, I, today's date, right? It is in the early days of July. Mm. In the same shop, mm. they were flogging Halloween gear. Oh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I give it two weeks till we see Christmas in there. <laughs> Being all patriotic now, so just imagine the national anthem god save our all that blasting through your head at the moment mm. what would you say britain is known for cup of tea cup of tea yes that's fish and chips friday fish and chips friday roast dinner sunday yeah yeah if you were to ask the tourists they'd probably go royal family wouldn't they they would say that's a, that's a very british institution uh queuing tends yes, to be very british queuing. as well and Scottish banknotes and the associated argument over what legal tender is yeah defo and afternoon tea and afternoon tea, yeah. So we, we've covered the big ones in what, what it means to be British and patriotic, haven't we? Yeah. Mm. yeah. How about mad inventors in their shed? Oh, no. Would you say that's a British thing? Is that film? a new programme on Discovery or something? It's not a new programme on Discovery, but would you say it's a very British phenomenon? Uh, I think shed could be, because a bloke likes to have a bit of uh, peace and quiet to go, doesn't they? Get away from the missus and the kids. Well, well there's shed. not... There's no reason the missus couldn't have the shed and do the inventing in it instead. No, no, no reason at all, no. We need to Bill see power. more. We need, we need to see more of that. Uh, but other than Lancaster, you know that Lancastrian that went to the moon for cheese? Mm. Not actually. Well, yeah, that one. <laughs> We're not actually aware of too many other inventors, are we? No. But there is that sort of stereotype of there's that British inventor just tinkering away in his shed, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, it sort of it runs around in your head. Uh, I heard about one recently who was really into steam. Right? Mm. And we're talking like Fred Dibner level into steam <laughs> here, right? Okay. Converted a Nissan Micra to be steam powered. So took the petrol engine out, put a steam motor in it, and he's going, right? You know, like you'd get on a traction engine or something like that, but much smaller because you wouldn't fit a traction engine in a Nissan Micra shell. What would have been more better if it had been a Nova? A Nova. <laughs> steam powered Nova. Yeah. Well, it'd still go over in a ditch, wouldn't it? It's probably easier to get hold of steam parts than it is Nova parts yeah. at this point. <laughs> so I can see why they might not have chosen that combination. But what would your thoughts be if you just saw your neighbour pops their garage open, 
and uh, you get this ooh, ooh, and then the car starts rolling out you know, <laughs> love it. plumes of steam out the back of it <laughs> yeah, you, you'd I love like it you'd enjoy it, it would you I'd like to see that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have, you, have you ever tried to invent uh, things yourself well, no, only when I was a kid, I used to think that uh, putting rose petals in water would invent myself some rose perfume, but that just went green on the top. I think I invented blue-green algae, really. Did it smell good for at least it, 10 minutes? Not at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I designed a few things, a few bits of electronics, uh, mainly my hospital radio days. I built a remote monitoring unit, as they call it. Well, I designed it, never got around to building it. It was going to be this thing that plugs into the phone network and you could press buttons, you could hear different things. It was, so it was all going to be very whizzy. Uh, but I did build a box that <laughs> saved them saved them a couple of grand a year. Oh, which, that's good then. Yeah, built an electronics box. It looks hideous and bodged yeah. and a fire hazard. And it's still in the basement of the local hospital's headquarters at the moment. Oh, wow. So uh, if you're wanting <laughs> to do... If you wanted to do away with uh, these people that are running the, the place, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, overload it and we'll start a fire down there. You invented a game. I invented didn't a game. Yes, where you got to try and find Sherwood Forest. Yeah. It, it wasn't the most exciting game in the world. But you still invented I it. I still invented yeah. it. Yeah. I also, does, uh, I, when I was younger, I thought, right, the, you know these sockets and plugs we got on the wall? Yeah. Ah, they, they're dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I came up with this very elaborate design for how we can make them much safer by having all the... So your plug on your or even your socket on the wall would be about five times bigger than it is at the moment. <laughs> because it was going to have all these checks to make sure, yep, that's genuinely electronics. It's not somebody sticking their finger in and... Da, 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 da. It would have been wonderful. Mm. It would have cost about 10 times as much as they do at the moment because <laughs> they're over in June. But anyway, thankfully it didn't turn into a career. Yeah, was, thankfully. Uh, yeah, well, it would, <laughs> I did an electronics course at school. Did mm. you, do you encounter electronics no. or technology at school? Or uh, techn- metal work and woodwork, that's all we did. Yeah, well, they expanded it into electronics in my world. And mm. they had this little model shopping centre. <laughs> it sounds bonkers already, doesn't yeah. it? There's this little model shopping centre they had, and it had it had all these things like uh, doors and lights and alarms and buttons. And the idea was that they would then go, "All right, we need you to wire it up to as if it had a fire alarm that would do all various safety things and whatnot." So I thought, "Right, okay, well, I can't make this work." Mm. And it was like, right, okay, well, the alarm's got to go on off, you know, because if you just make a single noise, it gets, people ignore it. Yeah. Blank house, it's got to do all. So I wired it up, I'm ready to show it. And the teacher goes, all right, right, walk through, you got your little chat, walking through the uh, shopping centre, presses the button for triggering the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, you get the noise, the noise is correct. But I've miswired a bit. The lights start flashing in time with it. The escalator's moving time with it. The door's That's moving good. time with it. So you can only get out and every second beat out the door. <laughs> so I got, clearly, it, it was the career for me. So uh, that could be a game in the Crystal Maze or something, couldn't it? Get out on the second beat. Oh, well, it, it felt like a Crystal Maze game trying to design the thing. I wasn't very good at it. But we're going to turn this into a feature, though. Well, I don't know, should we turn this into a feature? Where you, dear listener, come to us with a problem yeah. and well, we or I will invent the solution. It'll be a Santa Light again, will it? <laughs> I did, we, did, we did actually genuinely, when she's talking about this, dear listener, this was for Christmas a number of years ago. Now. Yeah. 
I, I built this hideous monstrosity of cables and um, bodge boxes and whatnot. And the idea was... I'm going to call you Bodgy. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm practising the scarper bit. Um, but yeah, there was this wonderful box that I built. And I originally built it for hospital radio, but we took it home and it became our Christmas decorations yeah. at one point. And the, the, the circuit was designed so that you plug it into some audio, you know, like your telly yeah. or the radio station or whatever it is, and it would flash in time with the music. Yeah. So I, I no, built it. It, it worked. The problem was I built it with a relay, which are those things that, you know, when you press a button, you'll sometimes hear a clunk, a ah. clunk. Yeah. The other problem is when you're triggering relays, at, you know, a good number of times a second, because I did it in time with the beat of the music and the beat can sometimes be quite quick. Yeah. Especially when somebody's talking. <laughs> so effectively, I turned it into a spark gap generator, a transmitter. <laughs> it was just spewing RF noise all over the place. So that when somebody was talking on the radio, it, it, also on the broadcast was... <laughs> so it, it was a fantastic bit of design. So yes, we're going to open this up to you, you dear listener. If you've got a problem that you want to get in solved by an invention, get in touch. And I can't wait. I design a solution. <laughs> I need a fanfare or something, Mark. I do genuinely have one. Hold on a second. Have you? <laughs> that, that, that was not a fanfare. I, I do have a 1980s radio DJ soundboard here, so I can do things like this. <laughs> so I can get a bit of air horn, a bit of record scratch. I can get cat in. <laughs> but the one you're looking for is oh it's not on the list it's not on the list I, I who thought, produces this programme I thought <laughs> I had one hold on a minute I do have one somewhere let me have a quickly there are tons of sound effects in here uh, I've got my shaggy I've got the cat keyboard I've got the drone dogs I've got Sheriff John Burnell I've got Naughty at Christmas Alan Sugar saying you're fired Naughty at Christmas. I've got at Christmas, yeah. But the uh, most important one is when we're talking about s- stories from the what they think of as the best country in the world. Yes. We, we, we get we have to set the soundscape. So <laughs> is it going to play? No, it's going to be broken. Oh, but it was a combination of and some eagle screeching on top as well. <laughs> it, it gets you into the mood for a very Florida man type story. But it's not me uh, fanfare though, is it? I used to play trombone, but I, I haven't touched one in decades. Anyway. So, anyway, you've had on, your fanfare. Moving on. Hold your fanfare. Have a fanfare. We have been... Is it nominated or shortlisted? Shortlisted. shortlisted. It's, a, it's a very shortlisted. long shortlist, but we have been shortlisted. Shortlisted yes. for a... Is it People Awards? People's Choice People's Podcast Choice, Award. Yes, People's Choice Podcast Award. I, I can't even say it, but... We need your help in voting for us, don't we? If you wouldn't mind voting for a wee natter, Sutty's asked me to ask on her behalf, it would be absolutely amazing because are we in with the big boys? Which... We, we are up against some very mm. stiff competition. Probably names, even if you don't listen to podcasts, you will have heard of before. Yeah. 
So we can we, we can always give a shot. We'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, we have got so desperate in this campaign that the local press has published my press release. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look online. Is it the Mansfield Chad? <laughs> that the Mansfield Chad has, yes. has a picture of my good self and Jenny as well. Oh, yes, yes. Have a look. Google it, everybody, or other search engines are available, and have a look. But what's the address? How do they need to vote for us, Mark? I think it's podcastawards.com. But yeah. the important bit is that our show notes are Attached to the show. Yes. So if you go into your podcatcher and you press a bunch of buttons, you'll see a screed of text. And in there, towards the bottom, I shall put a link that says, here's the place to vote. You click. You register an account. It doesn't cost you any money. You just mm. stick your details in. And then you make sure the only podcast you vote for is a wee natter. It's a wee natter. In the po- People's Choice Award. I've also pinned it to Sort of the Solid Radio Cats Facebook page as well on how you need to vote and the links in there as well. So it would be absolutely amazing. And I also know that George is also helping Sooty out by he popped a little something on his Facebook page as well. Yeah, so you never know. This might become award-winning nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> they love us. I'm not holding my breath, dear listener, but it is a distinct possibility. This is going to be a very challenging thing to do, dear listener. It's going to be very challenging for you, Jerry, as well. But I want you to think about your favourite takeaway or cafe. Oh, I've got a lot. What, what would you like about your favourite? I think it's the ambiance for me. It's got to look good. So you've got to go in and it's got to look welcoming, relaxing. And there's got to be like loads of choice on the counter. Mm. Even though I probably always know what I'm going to go, it is nice to see the different types of cakes and sconage available as well. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you've got things you enjoy about it. Would you consider yourself a regular? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I am, that they actually know what I'm having now before I even open my mouth. Ah, you're like somebody I know who, it's not me, dear listener, genuinely not me, rings their local Chinese takeaway and they rattle off the order from the hello. I think that's your dad. I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> Have you ever got yourself to that point before? On drinks, I have, yes. So they see your face and they make the drink knowing that it is you. Yes. And that's your normal order and yes. they're ready for it. Wow, yeah. yeah, yeah. If I ever got to that point, I'd become embarrassed. Sometimes I'd ne- you do feel a little bit embarrassed. I would never visit again. Because it, it, it just feels like, this, this is way too friendly. What's going on here? I, yeah, I don't... you say that, but the local garden centre down at one of the country mm. parks, I mean, they've even offered me tea or coffee now when I have a walk in just to look around. I mean, I was even offered... Some sun cream the other day, because I went down on Friday, it was a boiling hot day here, and my arms must have been looking a little bit red, and I was sat having a coffee, and one of them had wandered in from the little garden centre mm. on site to get themselves a drink, and said, oh, you're a bit red, have you got your sun cream on? I went, no, I've left it at home. Coming in, they said, we've got some sun cream, don't know if it's in date, but you're welcome to have some sun cream. Now, if that ever happened to me, I'd have to go and find a new favourite haunt, and that would just be, I get it, it's friendly, it's customer service, it just... I feel like, oh my God, which is why, dear listener, I am selling disguise kits so you can continue to order from your favourite haunts and they don't know it's you. Mm. Yeah, so you manage to break that training, move on as if you're somebody else. So only $29.99 with free postage and packaging. Just get in touch with us. And it is guaranteed to not let you down unless you already look like a sound like the disguise kit then it isn't going to work. But we, we, we don't discuss that possibility. No. no, 
Now, just nipping back to Friday, it was absolutely boiling here. Now, we've had quite a few nice days here. Well, you wouldn't think of it because today it slung it down. Yesterday it was torrential, thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening. Which is bizarre because, well, I was told when I came down here, I am moving to the grim East Midlands. Well, it's not grim. We're the queen of the East Midlands. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. I will tell you all of it. But anyway, we was out shopping and we've had about, and I'm going to say about two weeks of really kind of clammy, close weather, humid. So we was out shopping and I said to Mark, do you know what? What? Let's have, well, let's just have a look at these summer duvets because I've never had a summer duvet before. So we was having a look and they've got something like a one tog and a three tog. And I thought one tog's a bit pointless, isn't it? I don't know. So we went for a three tog duvet. And then I thought to myself, have you at some point in your life, does that mean because I've got a summer duvet and a winter duvet, am I posh? It's not something I would ever have thought to do before you went, you know what we need. Because most normal people just lie on top of their sheets or don't. Well, that's the thing. Even though it's only three tog, it's still too hot. <laughs> I wish I got the one tog now. So you spent all that money and it didn't work it out. It didn't work out. I have the perfect 1980 sound effect for that. <laughs> Apparently, and this is a shock to me, dear listener. It might not be a shock to you, Jerry, or you, dear listener. Wimbledon is on at the moment. Is it? That's when you have strawberries, isn't it? Did you even notice? No. I, do, I find it's too slow paced for me, tennis. Although some of Sutty's fans are saying they're watching the Grand Prix, so I'm guessing that that's that's on at the minute. Yeah, uh, uh, all the... Uh, I, I know somebody refers to it as Skilletrics, the uh, F1 racing. I used to wonder how to pronounce the word pre when I was a kid. I used to see and it signed up. I obviously won't say, but I used to pronounce it as something else, the Grand... Pricks. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're rolling around in money. And <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, you, 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 you can't assume that people would be that. No, no, I, I, I'm thinking of something else. But anyway, no, uh, tennis is just too slow paced. They do, you mm. know, the back, the four for 20 minutes between yeah. rounds, all that. You know, it's not for me. Same with cricket. Oh, no, I'm not a cricket person. I still haven't figured out how. Admittedly, this might just be my Scottishness passing through here, dear listener, because I am now in England, sure, I understand that. You know, traditions are a little bit different. But how can you play a game that has a draw after five days? <sighs> how, how. It's lost me. Even, you know, proper high... Because I'm told it's a strategic game. But, you know, like proper high-level chess stuff is still done in an hour or two. It's not days and days and days. It blows my mind. You need to ask Stephen Hall. Yeah. although He's our sportsman of the East Midlands. Indeed. Although if we are talking about Wimbledon, apparently just stop oil are the new Cliff Richard. The the, uh, (laughs) instances come on in between... You're not talking uh, about the the colour orange again. I am back on the orange yeah. people, but only only for a sly joke about Cliff Richard. That's, That's what I was doing. Mm. But I've been reading some Wimbledon facts because mm. somebody pointed me to the website of Wimbledon. It's got lots of numbers and facts on it. Mm. And we'll see if you blow your, your mind. How many balls do you think they get through in a year? Now, I'm talking about tennis balls, so keep your mind out the gutter, dear listener. 5,000. You're out by a factor of 10. Oh. It's 54,000. Wow. Are they eating them? How do you get through? What, they, they, what are these ball boys doing? Are they flogging them on the net or something? They would save a bit of money reusing the balls. I think they use them once. They, they maybe get one volley out of them and then they're, they're chucked they no away. Good? I, I'd assume so. It's weird, isn't it? Apparently there's 250 ball boys and girls. Just make the tennis stars pick the balls up themselves. I know. 
it's ridiculous. You don't need kids doing it's it. recession on, you know. That's yeah, outrageous. And that wearing white thing that they all yeah. do on Wimbledon. Yeah. It's a relatively new thing because the rule became predominantly white in 1963 mm. and almost entirely white in 1995. Oh, so where did it come from? Why have they got to wear white? Uh, that's, it, that's, it doesn't explain it, but it does say it's a relatively new rule on their website. So God's me thinking, you know, they need to drop that rule, right? They need to drop need the, to drop that the rule. bear type trousers for golf as well. Yeah. So what they need to do, I think they can liven tennis up a bit here. <laughs> Could you imagine clown versus chicken? If they were dressed yeah. up, you know, one of them is a clown, one of them is a chicken, it would make the match so much more entertaining. Wouldn't that make them more restrictive on the movements? I, I, I'm not caring about it. I'm just uh, thinking about making it more ent- entertaining. And the fun mm. factor, yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're there to observe and enjoy, aren't mm. you? So you, you, you want to juice it up, liven it up a bit. And it'll go a lot better when they're serving 191,000 servings of strawberries after losing. You know, you know if you're yeah, already yeah, dressed definitely. as the clown or the chicken already, <laughs> you're getting ahead of the game there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. That was, unfortunately, a wee natter. I can only apologise to Alyssa, for I was Mark Steele, and across the table from me was... Jenny Steele, and I just want to say I hope everybody enjoyed National World Chocolate Day last week, because I certainly did. Which is why we had to roll Jenny both in and after this out of the podcasting booth. <laughs> yeah. We will we'll have to make it work. Um, but yeah, if you've not done so already and you wish to get this fine podcast delivered direct to your lug holes every single time it emanates from our the our consciousness, I guess. And maybe one way of putting it, mm. our good selves. Um, th- then the way to do it is to hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher of choice. You think you can manage that? Do you know what? I just thought, I've not heard from my mate Slapops this week. You could have a word, Slapops, where are you? <laughs> no, not that not you're, not you're just happy for anyone to get in touch, but you're, uh, you're, you're quite disturbing. You're quite upset that people are not getting in touch. Yeah, mm. I, I, f- I feel like we're all very close here. You know, one big family, happy family. Well, if you want to remain a part of the family, remember to hit the subscribe mm. button dear listener and get this fine podcast delivered directly to your locals every mm. week. Uh, the other thing to do is when you're out and about doing your normal daily business and you come across your milkman, because they do occasionally exist. Yeah. Remind them, we now are on the podcast. <gasps> you know when you used to put your little note rolled up at the top mm-hmm. of your milk bottle for, can you put a yoghurt for tomorrow? That's what you should put. <laughs> what? Listen to a wee natter on a piece of paper, roll it up, stick it in the top of your milk bottle. What an excellent idea. And while you're... Plotting and scheming how you're going to transfer this information to the milkman. We'll catch you next time. Bye.